I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio so hey everybody and welcome to this special episode of the fangirl radio show i'm your host jessica dwyer and with me as always are my lovely and talented co-hosts miss rachel moore good evening and miss sarah buck hello and we are here at the aptly named fangirl night at the eugene barnes and noble and we have a crowd around us and so everybody let's say hi Hi! that's awesome so tonight is a special night at barnes and noble they have freebies here we're here broadcasting live and i'm going to be giving away two very special items um i have brought with me two bags from the san diego comic-con that the only place you can get them sdcc exclusive and they are beautiful one is the heroes of gotham and the other are the villains of gotham and they hold a whole lot of stuff. And so. they're convertible. They're you can make them backpacks. That, although I will say that I want to argue about who's a hero and who's a villain just a little bit. Okay. Well, what's your? Well, okay. Let's hear the argument here. I like the villains better, and I think they're <laughs> the reason to watch Gotham. So. Well, I think we all know that, but you so know, aren't they technically nice. the protagonists? And the I know, good right? guys are the antagonists, which makes them the villain, right? Blown. Well, I guess you could make the the argument for the for the Riddler, um, even though he kind of kind of really enjoyed killing that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I, I think that's one of the flaws of the DC universe, isn't it? That we love the villains more than we love the superheroes. Right. I don't know. How about you guys? Who loves DC superheroes more? All right. Do we do you like Batman or Joker? Joker. Batman. You can yell it. Just scream it out. Batman or Joker? I'm, I'm hearing a lot of Batman I'm hearing here. a lot of Batman. I'm hearing a lot of... The lady here is wearing a Superman cape and shirt, so I'm guessing that Batman is not her choice. So what's your name, ma'am? I'm Jesse. Nice name. Thank you. Um, so I am assuming that your favorite is, in fact, Superman? He is. He is my big blue boy scout. Okay. So how long have you been a Superman fan? Uh, lordy. Uh, <laughs> years, years, at least a decade at this point. So was your favorite Christopher Reeve? He's where I got in. He's definitely my intro. But honestly, the thing that held me the most was probably Superman the Animated Series and uh, Justice League Unlimited. So that would mean Tim, is it Tim Daly was your, was your Superman? Yeah. yeah. 
And now his son has taken over, hasn't he? I think so, and I really want to support him in that. That's awesome. How about you guys? What's your favorite? Yeah, who's your favorite? Come over here and give us your name and tell us who your favorite hero is. You can come. You don't have to. You don't have to. Big sister, big sister can do it first. What's your name? My name is Davina. Davina, what's your favorite superhero? I like Supergirl. 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 Oh, awesome. What's you, your, why is she your favorite? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just like her. Yeah, that's a she good reason. She's sassy. I like, she I like Supergirl a lot. Just want to see there with you. Oh, okay. Aww, it's okay. Fiona, you want to come over and tell us all about your favorite superhero? Tell, tell us your you name. You gotta give us your name. Oh, she's shy. So, are you excited for the new Supergirl TV series? Oh, welcome. It's happening. Yeah, it's going to be too. CBS is going to be doing a live action Supergirl series this fall and it's going to be set in I believe was it Metropolis? It is in Metropolis. It is in Metropolis and the um, the gal from Glee is playing Supergirl and I love that casting. Yeah, and it actually looks really really interesting. So we got one more here. Come on over. Superhero. Give us your name first. Uh, my name's Jennifer. And my favorite superhero is probably Batman. Uh, another Batman. Oh, yeah. And and why Batman? He has a super cool black suit. Why not? <laughs> and he's super rich and has super awesome toys. Right? That is those also, are all the right reasons. Also, what? she's wearing a white chapel shirt, which I love, which means like Batman's like he's the, the most, most metal. metal. Yeah, of he's the DC, the most true. Metal it's of true. the DC superheroes for sure. So, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this new. We got so many new superhero uh, series starting, and I'm really excited about this new animated DC Universe flick that is going to have the first ever showing of Batwoman. Yay! I, yeah, I hadn't heard that. No, it's awesome. Yeah, and um, I can't. I, her name's Stravosky. The chick from Chuck is the voice of oh, Batwoman. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, and it's going to have Lucius Fox's son as Batwing in it, and um, it's going to have Robin, Nightwing. But you know, the animated series has always been. DC has always really done well with animation. Well, I think Bruce, Bruce Tidd and Paul Dini just set the gold standard for. Absolutely. Well, yeah, (laughs) they in the '90s they were like, "Look, we're going to do this Batman," and. Everybody was like, "Okay, this is the best cartoon in the world." It, it, it's the it end. Was. People consider people <laughs> consider. <a> <laughs> Thank you. At the end of the day, I mean, really Batman the animated story. Batman the animated series is considered one of the best cartoon series ever made. Yeah, it's well, it set the bar really high for a superhero cartoon. Yeah. Because they didn't, they never condescended. They understood that it doesn't matter if you're seven or seventeen or twenty-seven or thirty. It didn't matter how old you are. It, they didn't talk down to you, and they didn't try and be pretentious about it. It was just quality through and through. Well, and the other thing you got to remember too, or some of the voice talent that they had in that show was phenomenal. Like Roddy McDowell as the Mad oh Hatter, gosh, had, and who was it who played the? Um, and let's the not forget Mark Hamill, Clockface. Yeah, Mark well, Hamill yeah. was mm-hmm. the Joker for a lot of people, and I think that's amazing. The uh, the other thing that. Um, DC, I have to say, it's kind of funny how Marvel comics, um, cartoons, 
don't measure up, but their their live action movies are amazing. Are way better. But the DC cartoons blow away the live action movies. So has everyone heard of like the new JLA cartoon? I haven't actually seen it, but apparently Tumblr and everyone's very upset about the new JLA ca- cartoon. Share. Have we heard this? A little bit. What I've heard is apparently like everything that made the original JLA cartoon awesome has been like negated. Like oh, well, they made the girls good. all like super. Well, wasn't yeah. wasn't that the big thing with Young Justice that was it was so great? Was Young Justice actually made the girls interesting, and yeah. then they took it off? Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. Is that now they've done this like it's another kind of Young JLA thing, and apparently it's just everything that you don't want. Like the. Um, people of color characters are not featured or they yeah. they go out of their way to like whitewash them and it's like the fandom's really upset i haven't seen it so i was just wondering if anyone had well i'm not surprised as i've been saying for what like the past year like dc is just backsliding into the 1950s Why? with their treatment of people of color and they women were the MCU so hard. they were it's... and now they are you know like i think that I think the editorial has some issues. I think they should change over because I think there's a lot of angry people at DC at this point. I think there's a lot of angry people sticking their heels in the dirt and fighting us. Uh, so, well, you know, I think um, a lot of the comic book artists and writers have been saying, we know this is a thing, but it it's institutionalized. It's, yeah. you know. Um, the other thing that's interesting is they were so light years ahead of MCU with that. And then, um, the, did you guys hear about the um, controversy that they even, like, the the ant in Ant-Man, like, his main sidekick ant, would have actually been a stud- woman. Would have yeah. been a female ant. Because all ants are female. <laughs> and his name was Anthony. We like to see the little female. So, do. Carmen, are, is your favorite character Spider-Man, or do you have another favorite hero? Oh, that's a good answer. All the superheroes are her favorite. That's a good answer. 100%. Yes, that is one of my favorites. So she just said, um, she just mentioned Zeta the Space Girl, which is an all-ages comic that is fantastic. It's beautiful, and it's about this little girl who goes to rescue her friend, who's a boy, from these aliens on another planet, and she has a... You want to tell them a little more about it? What else does she have? Uh, I kind of don't know how to talk in a microphone. Oh, you're just doing it right now. right now. What's her favorite... What's her friend's name? Uh, I don't know. Did she ride somebody? you remember? No. Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got a little, a little like, ticker tape thing around its neck that it talks through. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, how, how, much, how much of that have you read? A lot. A lot? <laughs> nice. How many nice. books do you have? Uh, how many Zeta books? Three. You have three. three. That's nice. Yeah. You like Zeta this case. I have too. the first one. The second one and the third one. Awesome. Oh, they're so good. I recommend them to everyone. They're beautiful. They're beautifully drawn. And they are a lot of fun. And they are showing a strong young lady who decides. Because at the end, you know, they have that decision. To, she gets to decide to go back to Earth and just be 
you know, an Earth girl, and but she decides to. She's like, no, I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna adventure around the universe as we all would. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I think that's really cool. So who's your next favorite? Uh, She's, um, thank you. she's like, hey, Captain Marvel. Captain, another Captain Marvel fan. I love it. Have you read Ms. Marvel as well? Kamala Khan? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you get to read lots of comics, which is awesome. That's good. And how old are you? Four. You're four? Oh, my goodness. Wow. You're going to do awesome. super great in school, too, I bet, because of these comic books. That's awesome. That's how you do it. Yeah, the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund actually has literature they send out to schools about how to raise a reader using comic books. So it's And they teach you how to, how to teach, uh, analyze comic books instead of, because we teach how to analyze chapter books, no problem, but what we don't teach is how to analyze comic books at the same level, so I'm glad that that's out there for younger I want to mention that tonight at Barnes & Noble, Barnes & Noble has provided a bunch of free comic books, and there's some buttons, and there's some stickers, and so it's neat to see um, especially young comic book readers be able to pick up comics that maybe they wouldn't before, because sometimes it's, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're when you looking at your pocket money or your allowance and saying, I can only pick one or two books yeah. now that they're yeah. so pricey, to be able to have different books to explore is kind of fun. Crowd gathering. Yeah, right we actually now, have a pretty good crowd. The radio can see it. Yeah, we'll just describe it. <laughs> yeah, actually, well, yes, we actually have quite a crowd. We have people sitting on the ground watching us, which is new. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> we usually locked away in a room somewhere. Adorable <laughs> fangirl in the world, just hanging out, crawling around. That's right. I think it's the youngest fangirl we've ever had at one of their radio shows. Yeah, we have. Congratulations. One and a half was the youngest. Yeah, I think, and this is, she's under one, I think. Eight months. We have an eight-month-old fangirl here, kids. (laughs) Which is, start them young. Yeah, I started my daughter young, too. I mean, that's that's how to to do it. Well, and and going back to the Batman thing, I have to say my favorite Batman movie of all time, and and no one's... I have a feeling we're going to fight. We probably are. You know, I'm not actually going to say Tim Burton's Batman, which is going to make a lot of people go, what? But I... I don't even know you. You don't know me at all. Um, You guys will make fun of me. You're going to make fun of me of mine. But I'm going to say the Dark Knight Returns two-parter animated movie that had Peter Weller as old Batman and Michael Emerson I as the Joker. I feel like that's cheating. I yeah, that's How is that cheating? We have to do the live action ones. No. The animated ones are no. so okay, let's good. Take I'm like, let's take a vote. Who do thinks it? that if you're talking about a favorite Batman movie, you have to separate the animated from the live action? I do. <laughs> Traitors! <laughs> Oh, do you see oh. the Jess? The Jess? The <laughs> yeah, the Jess. Jess. <laughs> okay, what's your? All right, yeah, come up. I do like the movie ones too, but uh, my favorite Batman movie is Batman Under the Red Hood. Oh, Jensen Eccles as the Red Hood. <laughs> Animated. I really loved Year Zero. Oh, no, that's a good one too. Because mm-hmm. that was Brian. Was that Brian Cranston was in that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Grizzled. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an animated one. The only one I remember um, seeing the full movie of, there was the um, Mask of the Phantasm was the first one. Okay. I, and then, um, <laughs> what was the one that you had me over to watch? That It was a JLA one. 
Oh, that was um, New Frontiers. New Frontiers. Where the guy looked like John Stewart. That's right. And we have some more, yeah, have some more fangirls over here. See, I'm not I'm not the anime girl. I'm not the anime I, girl. I know I am, I'm falling short of my job, but I haven't hey, yeah, t- if you guys wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about it. Tell us about your costume. So, what's your name? My name is Teresa. And what's your character's name? My, name is, uh, my character's name is Train Hartnett. And tell me about your character. He is a, uh, he used to be an assassin from a series called Black Hat. How long have you been doing cosplay? Uh, not long, it's actually my second. It's great. It's really good. I love good. it. As a matter of fact, I want to get a pic. I could only see like I'm I could only see part of it, it, so I wasn't sure what. It was. Can we watch that on Hulu? Uh, Black Cat. Yes, you can. Cool. I think it's also on Netflix. No. Yeah, I think so. No, I do know Black Butler, and I love Black <laughs> Butler. Okay, not the I'm, same uh, thing. I know. I know not I know, even a little I'm, bit. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I she do doesn't know anime. Know. There is a limit to her all knowingness. Uh, There's so much oh, anime. I, know, I don't usually pick that up, but. This one, I, I failed miserably at my job. There's so much it's anime, great. and I'm trying to, I try to keep up with it, and it's just crazy busy. We Hello! Hey, one. and then she's got a stormtrooper. Hi, what's your name? Uh, I'm Emily. And what is, what would you say is your favorite fandom? Um... Supernatural one. Nice. Super who lock for life. So uh-huh. nice. She is one of us. Yes. <laughs> so that is great. Yeah, I actually I ran into Misha Collins at San Diego Comic Con walking around lost at the Hilton and I and I literally I've only just started watching Supernatural because I was so horribly behind. I'm like, I'm never going to get caught up. And he walked by me, and he's. I'm like, oh, I think the green room's this way, because he was looking for the green room. And he, I went, oh, by the way, everyone told me I'm going to fall in love with you when I start watching the show. And he's like, I'm surprised you know who I am. And I'm like, well, I'm on social media, sir, and you're like it. <laughs> so. Yeah, Misha Collins is my spirit animal. So. Misha Collins is my spirit animal, yes. So have you done um, any of the Gish wishes or any of his... Um... Oh, the Gish wish thing looks neat. Uh, no, I have not. You have not. Oh, really? So they just did the. I think they. Okay, here you take the microphone. (laughs) I have to sign autographs. (laughs) So tell me. So you're you're a big Misha Collins fan. Yeah. Do you have like? Do you know random trivia? Could you tell me like something I I might not know about Misha Collins? No, I I don't know. So you're not like up all night on Tumblr looking to see. No, actually, actually, I spend most of my time on like Instagram more than Tumblr because Uh. I don't know. Yeah. Are you a photographer? Yeah. No. No? Really. Oh. Okay. No. Hey, we all we all find our place on the internet. We, we do. I love on. Instagram, too. I spend a lot more time on Instagram than um, than Tumblr. So I, 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 I can't keep up there. with Tumblr anymore. Tumblr, I... Because you're old. I, <laughs> <sighs> you can hear her bones creaking. Oh, God. Jeez. No. The, the thing. I feel like I'm crying. Oh. <laughs> That's why yeah, you you walked straight into that. One. I know. You I did. did. Like, like a wall. Because my eyesight's like, my eyesight's <laughs> leaving me too. Because I'm so old. <laughs> oh, you poor. <laughs> no, I was gonna <laughs> say was, um, when I was your age, there was only four doctors. So when we push her with into, you all. we we finally, you know, in the next few weeks or so, push her into the grave. I guess Rachel and I will be hosting <laughs> from right. then on. That's so right. you know, see, they're planning already. Talk about. They're already planning. 
She's got an awesome shirt. She's got awesome bands on her arms, too. I was going to say, though, the Gish Wishes thing is pretty awesome. Next year, you should totally try for it. You can win. Um, what they do is they do these scavenger hunts, and you, you, you donate money to this cause. And if you are the team that wins the scavenger hunt, you get to go spend on this like crazy weird vacation thing with Misha Collins like one of them was into a Scottish castle and you get to hang with Misha Collins that's so weird I, but awesome but, it, it, like, but it's like, Misha Collins so that makes sense because even yeah. though I don't watch Supernatural these, these, these he's weird I know that like next level yeah like people coordinate with people across the country that they don't know to be able to collect everything oh, wow. and you yeah, some really certain cool. things like there are a couple things that are almost I win cards because they're so like hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it's insane. So we have a fangirl with a Millennium Hello. Falcon I know, necklace. I know this fangirl. Hello, this is April or Zombie Farmer to my fo- my podcast followers, yes. So if you can guess what my favorite fandom thing might be, it might be Star Wars. <laughs> Millennium Falcon. The Millennium I have that same yes. necklace. It's a beautiful necklace. Yes, it is. I actually am a part of the podcast, um, the Padawan cast. Nice. And I was a part of Library of the Living Dead. Yeah. And you could have seen, heard me on a Little Dead podcast or Zombie Mob. Yeah. Nice. So are you based here in Eugene? Yes. And I also, when we had our own show, we had Don't Look in the Podcast. But we retired that one a little while ago. Nice. So are you super excited that we have UConn coming up? I don't know what that is. Oh, we get to we get to school you someone. See this, but they almost fall out of their chairs. So Yukon <laughs> is the Eugene Comic Con, and um, we yeah, are actually going to be one. in attendance at Yukon. Yeah, we finally get a Comic Con. Wow! Yeah, and and um, John Rice Davies is coming. Get Ken Foray. He loves me. <laughs> I love Ken Foray. He's awesome. I've drank with Ken Foray. Um, I have yeah. not, but he has hugged <laughs> me in the hallway of our hotel room. That's awesome. Like, the entire guest list is still forthcoming. Yeah, and um, we actually, um, Naomi Grossman, who plays Pepper in uh, um, American Horror Story, is going to be there. Yeah. yeah. We've got, knows. yeah, we've got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah do that again. <laughs> do that again. Look at that. And, and then we have to tag Naomi. Naomi will love that. Um, but she's going to be there. Um, John Rice Davies. There's going to be a bunch of other uh, comic artists that are going to be coming. And Royce is still working on announcing people. There's going to be an after party at Level Up Arcade in town. Awesome. So it's going to be great. I'm going to have a panel. It hasn't been officially announced yet, though, so... Yeah, because yeah, no one's going to hear this. Good job. Good job, That's Sarah. Why we have hey, I said I'm going to. They don't know who I am. They're just listening to this on iTunes while they go jogging, okay? But I'm actually going to be a guest there. We're going to have a fangirl table. We're going to be selling fangirl goodies, and it's going to be great. And I'm going to be modding panels and just being like a chicken with my head cut off. I have advice for you. Okay. Invent new math and watch Supernatural. I uh, yeah, I know. You invent I'm, new math and this time in the day. The only one who That's knows. right. I I have watched every episode and of Supernatural. You know, the best way to watch it is binge, binge watch because otherwise you just curl you, up on the floor crying, crying until the next episode. <laughs> you have to cry. It's perfect to join the Supernatural fandom now because you can skip right to season three or four. 
and till Cassie, you skip right to where Cassie all shows up. And then follow them on Twitter because they're adorable. Right. Follow them on Twitter. It's year to get through the first season. You should just skip it and then you marathon it because it will destroy your soul from the inside out, which is the best kind of fandom, really. I have to stop at the Bloody Mary episode because it scared me so bad I couldn't sleep. I'm going to mock you for that forever. Oh my God. It's like, you know how there's certain things where if you see them, they just get you? That was it for me. I was like, now I'm afraid of a mirror. Well, my my thing is, I am in love with Tim Omenson. Tim Omenson, who plays Kane in that series, is the man, the king's beard forever. And Mark Shepard, who he and his father. Oh, wait, he's in Supernatural. Mark Shepard? No, no, Tim Omenson. Yes, yeah, but he's only. <laughs> even I know that. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. I have a funny fangirl story, which I'm is the worst I'm fangirl. I'm, I'm a Supernatural I'm fan, too, like, so I wanted lipstick. Jessica to get into Supernatural. She wanted to see Tim Omenson, so she starts at season one. Tim Omenson doesn't show up till season like nine, ten. I'm a completist. There's I can't help it. There's eleven. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's going to take My favorite ha- is Crowley. I love him. Well, and, and that's Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard and his father, Morgan Shepard, have managed to be in every major sci-fi series of the last 30, 40 years between the two of them. Wow. For real. If you look them up, W. Morgan Shepard was in Max Headroom. He was in Star Trek. He was in Doctor Who. So was Mark. Mark has been in Supernatural. He has been in The X-Files. And he was in Firefly. So it's kind of ridiculous and i think he was even in battlestar galactica wasn't he wasn't he in battlestar you know it's a good thing my husband's walked away because i'm pretty sure that i don't know this and i would have been divorced we'll edit that too we, but we really won't my co-host edit me smarter edit me smarter make yep. me smarter and a little bit thinner and like just a little bit more like Natalie Dormer hey, bring, bring my, bring my voice down and down yeah. a register make it see all so sultry so sure that it don't look like the now you got me don't make her do that she'll start and she won't stop she it'll be bad okay audience poll who wants Rachel to talk like Fran Drescher for the rest of the episode Okay, well, that could be a giveaway. We could do it. Here's a little. Here's a a secret. Here's a little secret. My husband can do a spot on Edith Bunker, and no one knows this but me. I feel like this has gotten vastly out of control. (laughs) This is why we keep fangirls in their natural habitat in a room with the door closed. Department of all places. We should not be allowed to congregate freely. Yeah. This is how revolution no, starts. This is awesome. No, no, this is the perfect place for us. I we have a TARDIS next to us. Um, it is perfect. And and let me say, I am who I'm a who whore right now. I am completely I covered in who. That, that is a poor choice no, of terms. No, it's it true is. though. It's true though. Do you want to see the if if the truth classy. of that? Do you want to see? Oh, don't stop talking about classy. <laughs> I went Lovecraftian. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's very classic. You got tentacles on you. I'm saying. Lovecraftian <laughs> It is a Lego piece, ma'am. This is a toy for children. <clears throat> we'll be good. That's not true. It's not true at all. If David Tennant walked in here right now, I will show you the truth of my words. I think it is I think it is time. It is time. And speaking of Doctor Who, this is going to be a Doctor Who-centric trivia question that has to do with Gotham. 
Oh, that's the worst. You do the. You know what? I will. I will tell you guys. Jessica makes up the meanest trivia question. Oh, this is easy. She's always like, "This is easy, easy peasy." If you okay. know, if you, if you know, know, I know, right? Your She's stuff. Like, easy. If you She's know the your one stuff, who can identify yeah. every single. All right. Figure so we're going easy. to do the first one. The first giveaway is going to be for the heroes of Gotham bag, which is over here in blue. With Marina Bachern on it for all of you girls out there that love Firefly. And um, so my question is this. Which actor in Gotham has a direct link to Doctor Who and why? I hear crickets. Wow. I didn't think this would be that hard. Dude, I have Jessica, no idea. Jessica, why did you not think this would be hard? I did. You have to be from inside of her mind. It can't be know. easy. Do you How many people here watch Gotham? So the How answer is uh, no one watches Gotham. How many people here watch? I just never saw Doctor Who. How many Whoops, people here watch out? Doctor Who? So we know her. No. So, so everybody right. one Doctor watches Who. Doctor Who. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hint. I'm wearing it right now. You're wearing that is no hint. You're okay. She's pointing to to uh, Mr. Pertwee. On her Kay. shirt, I per- feel like per- Pertwee. 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 I feel like just the Supergirl is so close. <laughs> I, I can see. And and by the way, you're allowed to Google. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess we'll have to allow googling okay, now. We'll just edit. We'll edit the Google part out. She'll ask the question. <laughs> that all depends on whose internet provider sucks worse. On yeah, I'm going to the Wi-Fi. And See how this will work is we'll we'll say the question and then we'll go, we'll edit all this part out and you'll sound super smart. You'll be I like, I knew exactly why Doctor Who and Gotham are linked. <laughs> and it's not I a weird thing from Jess's head at all. I am amazed Dude, that no I, one knows this. I just would not even. How? I bet why? he knows it. <laughs> oh, there's pointing <laughs> happening. He's wearing a tie. <laughs> All people with ties are smart. No, he actually. We so, were all fangirl so here's the question. So yeah. here's the thing. I know. I actually, weirdly, I know the answer to this, even though she didn't tell me the answer to this. But I don't understand how she expects anyone else to know this. So was it like a grip or a. I will do that. I will. I will. I will give a hint. I'm gonna the give hint. You a I will give you the hint. Okay, you right. you are not allowed okay. any longer. You have failed. So. The hint is that someone in Gotham is related to an actor who played Doctor Who. Related to? Good Lord. Directly related to. They look alike. You've got it? Have you got it? Come on, Jess. Okay, so Sean Pertwee, who plays Alfred yes! on Gotham, is the son of John Pertwee. Woo! <laughs> She did. She fought that. She had to like get an encyclopedia. She had to. That has Sean Pertwee on it. She had to travel back in time to when people knew that John Pertwee was a doctor. I don't watch this show. Look, okay. It was literally. Look at my shirt and look at that face, and you tell me that those aren't like. Yeah, they do look alike. My my campaign is for Sean Pertwee to play the third Doctor in a crossover episode with the new Doctor. Because yeah, it has to happen. Just say, and Peter Capaldi's—he's—he's he's on board. I asked, and so he said that would be why great. Why don't you tell? Because we are—we are representing fangirls tonight. Mm-hmm. 
and I Jess is really inspirational because Jess was somebody who just loved fandom. She loved movies and cartoons and comic books, and now she's met all her heroes. And so let's tell the young Whovians about all the Doctor Whos you've met. Okay, so who all here is a Whovian? Awesome. Um, so I am a huge, huge Doctor Who nut, um, if it's not obvious from my attire and my trivia question, apparently. You can see uh, her in my movie on YouTube. Yeah, um, Sarah here actually made a movie about people that love the TARDIS and actually build their own TARDISes. Which she, she has a TARDIS in her house, if, you, if you've yeah. driven past her side of the town, you know it's her house, um, there's a giant TARDIS. So I started watching Doctor Who when I was four. And um, with my sister, who was 11 years older than me. So she was 15, um, 16 years old when I started watching Doctor Who. I started with Tom Baker. And um, she got to meet John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Patrick Trout, and my sister did. Um, I took over, and she actually met Davidson, too. Um, I took over and started with Colin Baker, who was the sixth doctor, and got to meet him when I was 10 which was a big, big deal for me. I loved it. And I, I was like 10 Especially because there weren't a lot of Doctor Who conventions well, here at the time. And this was, uh, actually, this was in St. Louis. We drove two and a half hours to go to a Whovian convention <laughs> in St. Louis that Colin Baker was at. Um, so the thing with Doctor Who and I is long, long love affair with Doctor Who. And I got to meet David Tennant at San Diego Comic-Con the one time he was there, thanks to a friend of mine who I forever owe for the honor of getting to do that. And you were there as press. And I was there as press. He's going to make us cry. And I'm going to make you cry now. (laughs) I can't even watch my movie. Like, I literally can't even watch it without crying. This is the Doctor Who story to end all Doctor Who stories. And when I was at Wizard World, I told this story to the the panel. And the guy that came after me on the panel said, how do you expect me to follow that up? Because it's a very emotional thing. Just tell the story. I'll tell the story. Um, So what happened was when I was 30 years old, I got diagnosed with a form of endometrial cancer. And I had to go, um, and literally a week before I went to Comic-Con for the first time in my life. And I didn't know how it was going to end up. And I was really messed up. And the first words out of my mouth when I found out was, can I still go to Comic-Con? Because, you know, that's how my brain works. So I wound up going. I partied my guts out. And then literally the next day I got back, I had surgery and they removed everything. I had everything. I can't have kids. I had it all taken out. And um, I was laid up for about three and a half months um, where I couldn't do anything but take pain medicine. And um, while I was laid up, that was when David Tennant started being the doctor. And so I would lay there and watch David Tennant be the doctor, and it would take my mind off of all the pain. It would take my mind off the fact that I was just not able to do anything, how hard, you know, the crazy hormonal imbalances. And I got to watch the doctor fight monsters, and watching the doctor fight the monsters he was fighting helped me fight the ones in me. And it really helped me through the most horrible time in my life. And so when I finally got to meet, <laughs> I'm like focusing really hard right now. So I, don't, like, I worked really hard on this eyeshadow, Jessica. How <laughs> sorry. dare you? I'm sorry. So when I got to meet David Tennant, I didn't know at the time that his mom had just recently passed away from cancer when I met him. And um, so I went up to him, and. It was so crazy because he really is. He's like, hello. I mean, that's that's him, you know, with that, the grin and the eyes and the hair. And that's, he's real. And it was like, that's the doctor. Oh, my God. What do you do? You know, it's like meeting 
the cat in the hat in person <laughs> you know wait, it's like what? oh my god it's, it's like, like you lost, lost. It's you a lost real, no it's like no, it's, it's like, like, it's like this, you're a real you're a real person and he's really the, that is the cat in the hat a real person possibly and it wait. may be David Tennant I don't know I've never seen Mind them together blown. yeah okay <laughs> so I went up to him and I said Mr. Tennant I have something very personal to tell you and I just have to say it and I'm going to try really hard not to cry and he did this he like leans down and goes okay and and he's looking me in the eyes with those giant brown eyes of doom that are the tenant eyes. And I proceeded to tell him, you know, this is what you did as the doctor for me. And I just wanted to say thank you because you really got me through a horrible time. And he just was like, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say. And I'm like, I don't. Can I have a hug? Yes. And then it was just this amazing hug. And it like. So this is an amazing story, and I cry every time she tells it. But you have to understand that after it happened, I get this phone call <laughs> where it was like this disjointed fangirl moment. Like we talk to celebrities on a fairly regular basis, and they're just people, and it's great. I've to interviewed talk to them. Sir Anthony Hopkins for the love right. of God. I get this disjointed phone call that's like, no, David Tennant. I didn't smell his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I'm like, did it? Does it? I forgot to smell his hair. It was a blackout. Moment. It was a blackout moment. I hugged the doctor and I forgot to sniff if it really did smell like Jelly Babies probably, and hair gel. It's probably <laughs> the best. I mean, it's not really the most professional. Thing. I was, yeah, yeah, that's if true. Smell this hair. If you'd smelled this hair, you might have been mute. I probably would have fainted or puked or both. I don't know. We have those (laughs) moments, though. Like, I remember San Diego Comic-Con one year. I just was walking around the floor, and there was Raphael Albuquerque, and I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I've interviewed lots of people who are far more, like, no, like, on paper noteworthy but I was like oh my god oh my god you're here you're here you're here and like and like I brought my copy of American Vampire and he's like he speaks barely any English so you can you, you can understand that like he was completely just like uh what's happening right now and I'm like wait are you gonna be here he's like I'll be here for two hours and I'm like okay don't go anywhere so I sprint back to my booth and I get, elbow my way through the crowd and just get my copy of American I'm trying like Oh, I love your art. It's so, uh, it's pretty, and like you're my art crush, and like, and he's just like, <laughs> what do you say to that? Mine isn't as touching as hers. I freaked him out. Thing about fandom, though, that you can, you can meet a lot of celebrities, and it be cool, and it's great, and it's nice that they take the time. But when it's somebody who has meant something to you, and I think that's what's really powerful about fandom, is that it kind of gets into you a little bit. It kind of changes you and shapes you or, or helps you feel like you belong. I think what's funny for me is I almost have the opposite reaction. Like, I don't want to meet my heroes. Like, I went to an evening with Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer, and I, like, yeah. ran past them. When I finally met Amanda Palmer, I, like, walked up to her. Oh, I have to bring you. I got you a signature. I walked up. It was her book signing, and she signed the book, and I bought – I knew that Sarah hadn't gotten the book yet, so I brought a piece of paper the size of the front of the book. And I was, like, looking at her, and I'm like, she's real. She's there. I could touch her. I could kiss her. And, and Wow. Well, no, she was so exhausted yeah. that I couldn't. But I, I took the piece of paper, and I'm like, I read your whole book. <laughs> She's like, that's great. <laughs> and I'm like, my friend Sarah, can you sign this for her? Because she said that she loves you. Whatever you told me to I say. Think I, I think I told her to say, tell her thank you for making me not feel, like, that's me not feel alone. And yeah. I said that, and she's like, 
give this to me. I love her and wrote love and then wrote it. And I'm like, thank you, Amanda Palmer. <laughs> I cried. She, she like sends me a photo of this and I start bawling too. It was very emotional. So we talk to celebrities all the time. Why is that person? It's, but it's, what about, it's weird. Who here has a um, celebrity who's like really been like super important to them? Come on up and testify, sisters. You guys can, like, get in a line or just stand here or whatever you want. We want want stories. We want stories. Well, does it have to be, like, an actor? Can it be, like, a musician? It can be anyone. I I said Raphael Albuquerque. You guys are like, who is that? Yeah. Uh, Andy Biersack from Black Veil Brides. Yeah. As we all go, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, what do I say about him? Just I don't know. Girl, like, you could say, like, what does he mean to you? Yeah. Well, he told I want to be a mus- I want to be a musician when I grow up, just like him. But I've wanted this since I was like six years old. So uh, he was talking about how in like Brian Starr's interviews about how he didn't really have a plan B to this. It was musician or nothing, and I thought that was really inspiring. And I'm going to an art school so I can pursue, like drawing and music and stuff. That's nice. awesome. I'm looking forward to getting your yeah. album. Yes. You'll have to send us it once you get it so we can like we'll review it on the it. website. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll post linkage. We will because do then someday some, some girl's going to be at a radio show being like, I want to be like her. Yeah. That's the thing you do. That's how it works. You're That's back. awesome. Good job. Thank you, Thank you. so much. Feels like an altar. <laughs> we make them worship us. <laughs> We're making them kneel in front of the table. It's very confessional. It's Peter Cushing. It's Peter Cushing. Worship Peter Cushing. No. <laughs> tell, tell Peter Cushing. Tell Peter Cushing your secrets. <laughs> and now I'm just staring at his eyes. That's what happens when you see Peter Cushing. Oh Lord. No. That all. I feel like I trust Christopher Lee, just inherently. Um, so this might be, on the note of heroes, kind of cliche, but the brothers Green, Hank, and John. Uh, and uh, John, especially in a lot of ways, um, mostly because when The Fall in Our Stars came out, uh, my father had passed from cancer like two, three years prior, and it was just a really beautiful like, I'm sure you've read it. Like, it's a really beautiful, like, heart-wrenching story. And I got to go on the tour to Nerdfighting 2012 with one of my best friends. And on the way up to the signing, I was just, like, punching her in the arm. Like, why did you let me come here? I'm, going, I'm just going to start crying on these poor guys who just don't want that right now while thousands of other people are trying to cry on them. <laughs> You're the one. You're I'm, one attempt this I'm, I'm the one. one. I'm, I'm done. Um, but I, I walked up to John and was, and, because we're on a first name basis, and I walked up to John <laughs> and David, David uh, my old friend Chris, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I walked up to him and I handed him a, a mason jar full of origami stars, and they all, fun fact, they all had the word fault written in them because it was the fault oh, in no. your stars, you see, uh, and I walked and I gave it to him and I just I just started th- saying thank you, <laughs> that was, and then he he was like you're you're good I like you, you may you may go now you can stop. <laughs> did he tell you don't forget to be awesome? <laughs> he did. He good, did. Good. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Nice. We have another Batman. We have another Batman. Batman. Nana, 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 nana. And she's got a cowl on too. Would you like to come introduce yourself? 
what your favorite superhero You want to come tell us about your favorite superhero? Go on, You are the knight. What's your name? Jessica. That's a great name. Her name's Jessica, too. Woo! Is Batman your favorite? Batwoman and Storm. I like all of them. That's awesome. High five. High five on that one. Storm are really solid. I love Storm and Batwoman. And she's got a bat. I think I saw she's got a Batgirl shirt on underneath. Really? The Bat. Superhero punch. Superhero. That was very theatrical. Well done. Yeah, you were going to win all the cosplay later in life. Definitely. Well, she'll have costume oh, under costume. Can I take a Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, give him a good yeah, pose. Oh, no, she's really just really showing off her manny. There we go. There you go. Oh, it's good very job. nice. I like it. It's very mermaid. You are the knight. I'm a fan of mermaid. Yes. I can't do it to my hair, but I can do it to my nails. Oh, right. those are fabulous. Oh, those are so fabulous. So should we open oh, them? Oh, they're very fabulous. We're going to edit a bunch, so yep. we'll just do them. Should back. we open it up for questions? Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any questions for us? Because I've been doing yeah. this, I've been doing this for a decade, and these gals have been doing it for a little bit, like a little bit less than that. But they've met some pretty amazing people. Yeah. You've been with eight years now. She asked, oh, I've been. You've been Gosh, doing this I'm for, all over the place. You're all over the. I'm all over. Yeah, I'm on. A, I am like the stock. Like throw this girl in here when we don't have a guest for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I've been with you guys since. Yeah. yeah, four years. Four years? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a little hint. Um, I've been here for almost three years. My you first asked for questions, and then you completely did not. My my first interview ever was with Simon Pegg. Oh wow. shush, bragging. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he, I'm just jealous. He was guys. my I'm first. Just, he was my first interview, and it was 45 minutes long, and it was awesome. So <laughs> she asked us what our favorite color is. Favorite mine's, color. Mine's yellow. Mine's either like a midnight blue or a plum. Not purple. Plum. It's not the same. Black. It's darker. <laughs> like my soul. If there's a shade darker. <laughs> if there's a shade darker. Favorite. Oh, favorite zombie movie. Oh, oh man. You know what? I'm gonna go with Shaun of the Dead. I know that's probably a stock answer, but it really, for me, I love it. I can watch it more than any other zombie movie that. And I love zombie movies. I'm a big fan of them. But there's something about it that just like tugs at my heartstrings. And Ed. of course, the Simon Pegg. Yeah. Poor so. Ed. Yeah, okay, so my favorite zombie movie. I am old school Romero, baby. I will have to go with the original Dawn of the Dead forever, because it. The I actually, if you go on our website, um, it's fangirlmag.com. I actually wrote a history of the Romero heroines and how you can gauge. Um, women in cinema and the way that their characters have grown from the first Night of the Living Dead through um, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead to Day of the Dead and even now with Land of the Dead and Asia Argento in that um, but if you if you watch the women get stronger in every film to the point that in Day of the Dead the most badass character pardon me kids is in fact the woman she saves her boyfriend, cuts off his arm, and like is the is the winner of the whole thing, you know. So um, yeah, Dawn of the Dead, for sure. I did that too. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Every, you make me go last, knowing that I don't really like horror That's why films I that much. To give you some time. So to think of one. 
I just have to say it's always impressive to me to hear Jessica talk about things in person because when you listen to her on the radio, you're pretty sure she's sitting there on IMDb and Wikipedia and stuff. And it's just all in her brain. That's how she works. It's messed up and awesome at the same time. Um, I actually, I'm trying to think of zombie movies because I actually am terrified of zombies and zombie movies. So I don't like warm bodies, but I zombie. I really liked Fido. I really liked, um, I really actually liked Red, uh, is it Red Eye? A red, it's the one with Killian Murphy. That's, that's not a zombie movie. Though. Oh, oh, you're talking about 28 Days 28 Days Later. Yeah, well, okay, so I'm not going to win at this. He's a stickler. I'm going to lose. I classify it as So, okay, then I'm going to pick the original Dawn of the Dead, and the reason is because um, Jess made me watch it. I'd never, I didn't watch zombie movies. I actually grew up very conservative. I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies. <laughs> and so you know that scene in <laughs> Clockwork Orange where they, like, pin the eyes open? That's what it was like meeting Jess for the first time because she just was like, you haven't seen this, you're going to watch it. And then day. I introduced her to Repo, the genetic opera, and yeah. she loved me forever. So <laughs> I would say that the, the original Dawn of the Dead, because we went and we actually saw it in the throwback theater here, and then we were so inspired by it, we did an homage to it, our very first Halloween special for Fangirl. Is, With um, Greg Nicotero. Is Zombies attacking the, the radio station so it's that's a, up on youtube our halloween specials are fantastic they're we, amazing we do um our halloween specials um the last one we did was actually um and mr caleb there sitting in the audience was part of it um we actually do like old time radio drama d i guess you would add the comedy aspect for sure but the first one we did was the zombie one and um i actually got Greg Nicotero to be on the show with us and then um, Alexander Philip who directed The Dock of the Dead which is a history of zombie in pop culture was in the episode and allowed us to kill him yeah, in the awesome. episode <laughs> and because uh, it's all audio so you we can do a lot and we actually um, kind of stole some clips from certain things moving right along <laughs> so we claim fair use that, yeah, so. yeah, we don't make any money on that, um, but uh, we actually had some Walking Dead stuff happen in there, and, and um, it was fun, and in our green room, we had Tom Hiddleston and Benedict Cumberbatch eaten by zombies, and then yeah. zombified, and poor Rachel, yeah, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel had to kill Benedict last Cumberbatch. Year, last year I Yes, I did. Oh, my God. That was so <laughs> great. It was amazing. Yeah. And the, then he played, like, the alien lover lord. Alien overlord. Was, um, and yeah, last yes. year was Invasion of the Body Snatch. And funnily enough, and we did not plan this, this whole Simon Pegg angle, we have apparently been following the, um, the, the formula of the Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> Well, and kind of, kind of, um, the first one, the, the we zombie, we did zombies, and then we did aliens, and now the we new one, um, I Have think. Have we started I, writing that yes. yet? Okay. Yeah, kind of. I, I'm the script writer, and I'm way behind. Um she wrote the outline, so we sort of have something. Um, but, you know, if you go by, by the formula, then all we have left to do is hot fuzz. So that kind of gives you a hint of what our new one's going to have going on. But, uh, yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, I, I corrupted Rachel with... Um, this is a Guillermo del Toro level answer. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesse, I think, Jesse had a, had a question. Yes, sorry. Um, I was wondering about thoughts on Agent Carter. 
Oh, Agent awesome. Carter. Awesome. We love it. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We got to fight, we'll for, the fight for the mic. We'll all yell at uh, once. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I want my own Jarvis. I, I want my own Jarvis. Jarvis. Only if you give it to me next. Jarvis. Okay. By the way, did you I'll know? Did you know? Did you know? No, no, I'm taking no, it. No, all right. No. I love Agent Carter. It's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think that it is so refreshing and wonderful to see that show on television. It does everything right, and I just, I adore it. I adore it. It's exactly what I've always wanted as a fan of, you know, Buffy and every, like, powerful girl television series ever. I think it's, like, that perfected. It's amazing. Okay, Rachel. It almost makes me forgive MCU for their lack of female representation. <laughs> because, first of all, Haley Atwell is amazing in general. And um, there's this show, and they just went on Hulu or Netflix. It's called Black Blackwater, maybe? It's kind of an Outer limits yeah. Oh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. And it's kind of an Outer limits Twilight Zone-type show. And it's, you know, every week is... And some of them are really dark. It is not a children's show. But there's an episode with Haley Atwell and um, uh, Gle- Dom- Domin Hall Gleason. And Dominic Gleason. No, is that? Dom- the, something like that. Sorry. Sorry. Bill Weasley. <laughs> Bill sure. No, Bill Weasley. Bill might as well be. That is not. Anyway, it's it's excellent, and it really showcases her range because I think we think of her as Agent Carter, and we forget what a great performance it is. But every episode of that show is movie quality. Every episode. Yeah. When we're talking dark, is this like supernatural dark? Or? No, because no, that's more angsty. So the question was, when we're talking dark, is it like supernatural dark? It's sort of if you took if you took the Twilight Zone, the original Twilight Zone. And you brought it down to like, like super, super skewing dark levels. I would say that's kind of what it, it is. Dark. It yeah. is Hannibal Dark. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. It's not gr- allowed to watch It's Hannibal. you can you probably watch that. That's it. a good yeah. rule. Of th- it's, it's not. It's sorry. It's not gruesome yeah. like Hannibal, but it's the themes are very. The themes are very twisted. adult Ray Bradbury, like yeah. his really dark kind of twisty like, stuff. So. Yeah, like I said, the the stuff like. That's why I'm a huge fan of of the uh, original Twilight Zone is because of the things that Rod Serling got away with, and um, that's kind of what Black Mirror does. Um, they 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 take subject matter and um, they, every British actor is in it. But every British actor is in it. But and uh, it's it's one of these things where they they use the genre to. St- tell a story and a morality tale that you normally would not get away with and that's what's so brilliant about some of them are really twisted though they they, you know, like, they totally are i feel like i really need to caveat that yeah because it's not for sure for sure all right so we have any another question? question questions any others oh unbeatable squirrel girl <laughs> No, it's an actual comic book. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Everyone should be reading it. It's amazing. It's about a girl who has the power of a squirrel, only she's big, so it's, like, bigger than a squirrel power because it's, you know, she's a human size, but she has the power of a squirrel. She did. She is the only (laughs) character in the MCU, and, and historically, who has been able to beat Galactus. 
So she's this awesome little, like, side throwaway almost character that's been around in the MCU. And this past year, they were like, you know what? Bring her back. And the art's adorable. And she has a squirrel friend named Tippy Toe. And it is a blast. She does beat Galactus again. So, <laughs> so pick it up. It's amazing. And I would recommend it for all ages. There's nothing in it that's going to be offensive. <laughs> so, I'm a huge Neil Gaiman and like Sandman fan. And so, there's the Sandman Overture, which is happening. There's the Unwritten which I think is really excellent. And there's a Joe Hill series called Lock and Key that I'm really enjoying. And Joe Hill, if you don't know, he wrote um, The Horns, which is there was just a movie with Daniel Radcliffe. And um, he's also Stephen King's son. But he write, his writing is very distinct from Stephen King's, and I like it a lot. And also October Girl is a big one that I've been into right now. Since we, since we have kids in the audience, I love you, Jessica. Um, uh I am, my my husband and my daughter are here, so I'm a parent, so I have always been very attuned to the all-ages options. Uh, we talked earlier with a young lady about Zeta the Space Girl, which is awesome. Um, another good one that I would recommend uh, is Lumberjanes, oh, another yeah. really fun one. Um, and then, oh, what was, I had another one that I forgot it. Let Jessica talk. Yeah, okay. we'll let you Jessica talk if I get it. I will. I'll just take it. So um, there's two that I, I will suggest. Um, the first one is called, and, and you'll have to pardon my list because I have a crooked jaw, Chew, C-H-E-W, which is a is a very twisted sort of comic, but awesome. Um, it is about a, a police detective who can um, tell how someone or something died by eating the meat of them. And it gets a flash of how they died. Um, so it's really horrible for him to go to <laughs> any restaurant. Because if you think about, I'm eating a hamburger. Oh, my God. This is how the cow so he's died. Totally a he's a vegetarian. Yes. And it's beets, right? Yeah, it's, it's meats. Be it, it beets. Eat he can eat beets, I think it is. He, he can eat vegetables. Yeah. I think he can eat pretty much Yeah, vegetables. but But then you think about... Oh, he's a police detective. Guess what? He's eating to help solve crimes. So, yay. Yay. So, but I will lighten the mood. Um, the <laughs> other one that I would suggest. You say that, but you had a big grin the entire time you were telling that story. <laughs> normally you'll get on the radio. Um, the, uh, the other one I would suggest is the new though. series, um, the Iron Man comics that they're doing, that where they've made Tony Stark complete Pratt again um they are amazing and it's weird i don't i don't i know. love it i love it i love evil dick tony stark That's and so and the reason <laughs> the reason is you, you, you gotta you gotta love a, a comic where how he gets back at daredevil is he gives him to try and win him to his side he gives him temporarily the ability to see do we though that kind of no and, and yeah, no, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. Everybody here is as shocked as I am. And and, and then it, he takes oh, it man. away to get back at him. It's it's like, oh, that's some evil, twisted stuff, Tony Stark. You're mean. I, this is. It's just. I, I just. Yeah. I, I'm giant I, maniacal smile. Lightening the mood. There is this darling <laughs> comic from uh, this. 
uh, he was at Wizard World, and it's called Animal Princess, and it's all ages. It's about a little girl who's like, she doesn't like wearing dresses. She's a total tomboy, and she has animal costumes. And every time she puts on a new animal, well, they're animal pajamas. And so every animal she puts on, she gets the powers, so she has to solve things. Like, if she's like, I have to get over a big wall. What kind of animal am I going to dress as to get over this big wall? You know, it's like, it's, you know, or, oh, I have to swim across the river. I'm going to be, I'm going to put on my otter pajamas. And it's also, but it's like, also, she's really, like, rough and tumble, so it's not like, oh, super girly stuff. So it's really good for little girls who are tomboys and love animals. So Fine. (laughs) <laughs> You're welcome. Or is it time there for a giveaway? The upcoming um, crossover event in the Doctor Who comics that you guys should know about, where they are going to have the 10th, 11th, and 12th Doctors all together in the comic books, is going to be epic. And it's going to start next month. So be aware. It's going to be really, really That's cool. But I guess we can, in fact, do... The villains of Gotham Bag. So we're gonna pause real quick, and Jessica's gonna whisper the uh, trivia question in my ear, so and then sure I will I will tell her whether or not it is so not hard. It is so not yes. hard. So while okay. she's doing that, I'm gonna tell you evil stories about Jessica. <laughs> uh, it's a manga called Tokyo Ghoul, and. Uh, it is. <laughs> Apparently, there's a fan. There's a fan girl sound. <laughs> Did you guys just become best friends? <laughs> I think so. I just had a best friend moment. Best friend. I need my Wi-Fi. Hold on, give me a minute. So tell us about Tokyo Ghoul. Um, well, uh, it's 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 um it's really a story set in Tokyo where. There is this, this um, creature, because so, uh, humans are not the top species, there is another creature called a ghoul that, um, uh, little, the more superpower type things, like regeneration and things, but the only thing they can eat is humans, so kind of like a vampire thing, and, but it's a, it's a horror psychological type show, about manga, <laughs> talking about the manga, uh, <laughs> is there also is an anime? Like yes, there yeah, is. Okay, there <laughs> if you have both then you can kind of just live there for a bit oh this is like i use really oh crappy that's awesome this, oh that's creepy oh, really <laughs> yeah, this is like really kind of like ghoul mask thing oh that's right so, is that like yeah. makeup just yeah. makeup period oh it's my eyeliner. god wow that's You're phenomenal. You are very talented. Yeah. Yeah. And, and creepy. We approve. I approve. I approve this message. We've dipped into just calling our audience creepy. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. That's what's happening now. I said, no, but that's like respect. It is a compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Let's get more. All right, so I just have to call out. I have friends that just showed up. That I am very, very high, proud of. Come, come, come! And I, I want. To, I want. I want my friend Tim here that I've known since he was a wee lad. I want him to talk about his recent engagement and what he did to ask her to marry him. <laughs> all right, all right. So this is Tim. Say hi, Tim. Hello. And this is Amber. Say hi, Amber. Hi. They're like genetically engineered for each other. It's really adorable and kind of sickening at the same time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say it with love. Well, in secret, I got a bunch of her family from California to come up here, and I took her to uh, the arcade where we had our very first date, and I got them to change the background on her favorite pinball machine to say, Amber, I love you. Will you be my player too? 
So when she read that, she was surprised. Everybody just melted into like piles of goo. So yes, and I was very, I was very sweetly invited to this, and it was so cool. And oh, yeah, surprised? So, Did you expect? So surprised. Apparently, I should have known like months ago, but I'm really <laughs> blonde, so. Yeah. That's awesome. That's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, put, I put him on the spot, but yeah. I had to, I had to share that because it was awesome. Everybody applaud. This was very cool. So I guess now is the time for us to do the villains of Gotham bag. Um, San Diego Comic Con exclusive, only available there. No, it's going to be a Gotham related question. Some. Yeah. Okay. So this and this one's easier and than this the one's last one. Sort of easier. I had her. I knew it, and I don't watch the show. You, so. Tim would have been like, "What the hell, man? You missed the last one." <laughs> All right. So the question is, which character in Gotham has a direct connection to the series The Walking Dead? As in the actor was in The Walking Dead. Tim? The penguin? Did you say the penguin? You are correct, sir! <laughs> well, actually, the girl... Okay, the girl got eaten. The girl got eaten. He got pegged in the head with a baseball bat by yeah, the cannibals. He was in the... He was in the <laughs> so you win the bag. Come on up and... <laughs> he was in the systemized slaughter scene. Yes, yeah. yes. He got glenned, is what we call that. <laughs> Is that what we call that? I don't think that you're allowed to come up with trivia questions anymore. What? Rachel and I can handle that. From now on, that'll be, you can delegate to us. I thought it was easy. No. No. Yeah, I guess that's true. I can can brush up on my supernatural them. Well, guys, do you have any more questions for us? At all? Who's your favorite celebrity that you've interviewed? Mm. Okay, pick five. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll be here all, all night. night. No. Okay, yeah. And they can't be Doctor Who because we all know that Peter Capaldi and David. I Taylor did get to meet Peter Capaldi no. at yes, Comic Con. No. Okay, okay, we're gonna. Not. You can think about it while Sarah goes. You go, and then I'll go, right. and then you can go last because. Who are well? God, that's hard. <laughs> way back when I was a wee one, um, still fresh and not as jaded as I am today. Um, I got to interview one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and that was really cool. They're called the living end. They're a punk band from Australia. So obviously nobody knows who they are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they're amazing. They're very good. The bassist plays a stand up bass. Really? I got, yay. (laughs) I got to interview them, and they were amazing. And as you might know, as a fan, uh, they're very fan-oriented. They're very, like, the bassist posts happy birthday on his friend. Well, he used to, like, would pat post, like, happy birthday messages on his fans, like, MySpace pages. This is how old I am, guys. This is, um, <laughs> MySpace? Uh, MySpace, yes. I, I know, Sarah. right? What? <laughs> what is that? What archaic technology are you speaking of? Um... And then the second one, it, it wasn't an interview, um, but I did get to be assistant handler 
for uh, Mr. Uh, Scott Wilson. Wilson. There, sorry, Scott Wilson, Herschel. who plays Herschel on The Walking Dead. Also, by the way, he's, so. he's in the new series Damien as the so you, and in a series about the anti he's just as he's wonderful he's just as wonderful in person as he is as Herschel that's good to know mm-hmm. I think my top two um one that was fun for me because um we had James Urbaniak on the show who you might know as Dr. Venture but he's done a lot of character acting over the years. And he came on the show, and he was pretty sure we were just going to talk to him about Venture Brothers, and he was not really into it. But, you know, we're us, so we started to talk to him about everything he's ever done. And I really loved he played um, Robert Crumb in American Splendor. And so I asked him about that, and he told me this great story, and he warmed up, and by the end we couldn't get him off the show. And we had said, you know, can you do this little button for us, which a button is where you ask him to go, like, you're listening to Fangirl Radio on whatever radio station, you know. And he's like, yeah, I guess I could do that. And he did it in Dr. Venture's voice without us even asking. Kind of his own which is the nicest thing ever because, you know, they're always asked to do that and a lot of the voice actors don't because that's, you know, how they make their money. So he was really great because he was very intelligent and he um, warmed right up and you could tell he had a good time. That's what I always love on the show. The other one is, I think it was my first solo interview that Jess gave me way back in the day. I mean, I did solo interviews of musicians back when I we were doing Just the Magazine. But when we went to the radio... Um, uh, Legend of the Seeker was on TV. Do you guys remember that? And Craig Horner agreed to do an interview, and he was in Australia, and it was a really hard interview because um, there's a lag in the phone connection. So every time I'd ask him something, he'd be halfway through finishing. It, there was just this crazy lag, and it took us a little while to get in pace with it. And it was a lot of fun for him because he didn't he didn't actually do a ton of press for that because it was kind of one of those things that they never knew what to do with really well. And it was a great show, and he was really great in it. And it was a fun interview. And so I really like interviewing people before they kind of hit big because I think it's a lot more fun, and they're not beleaguered yet, you know. They're not swamped with stuff, so they have a lot of interesting things to say. And they're not jaded yet. And I like asking people questions. To me, it's not so much like this person was great, but it's – being able to ask somebody something they haven't been asked 3,000 times or to talk to them about a role that maybe was a small role they did that they're really proud of and nobody remembers. And I think um, that's what's really cool is uh, um, representing the fandom. And we always take questions. Like, we'll tell you ahead of time on Facebook or Twitter. We'll say, what do you want us to ask? And then we say, hey, this fan so-and-so wanted to know this. And they're, I've never been asked that. And they love that. They love being reminded that there are actual people watching and caring about their work. Um, so I, I, I pick my two. This is really hard. This is a giant task for her, you guys. Right? Um, it, it's still not, uh, it's hard to pick two, but it's two, two that, for tonight. yeah, my two for tonight. Um, one is, I actually mentioned before, was Sir Anthony Hopkins, because he's a god you literally he's odin i'm not lying um so sir anthony hopkins was amazing because i i grew up my my mom was twisted and, and is still a twisted woman and she thought that it makes sense once i get going um so she thought it would be funny for me to learn the rhyme from magic when i was five years old and go around saying it to people and if you've not seen the movie magic it's a really twisted evil dummy movie with Anthony Hopkins in it 
And um, so I would go, I would be this little five-year-old girl running around telling people, magic is fun, you're dead. And it's like, what? What the hell? What the hell with this kid? So I have a history with Anthony Hopkins, and, and he ended up, of course, being Hannibal Lecter. He is just an amazing, amazing actor. Long history. Okay. So I got to interview him for The Wolfman, which was an amazing movie. Um, I loved it. And I got some really great interviews, including Benicio Del Toro out of that deal. But Hopkins was huge. And I got on the phone with him, and it was really early in the morning because he was an, he's an early riser. And he gets on the phone, and you hear that voice that voice and you just were like I don't really want to ask you anything I just want to hear you talk to me you know it's, it's like just just and he starts we start talking and we get into some discussion and he starts reciting poetry and I'm just like, like I'm I'm just I, and I had to like catch myself because I just started doing this and I'm like oh yeah I actually have to ask you about the the lycanthrope movie um so at the end of the interview I ended up because um, my mom, of course, as I said, Twisted Woman, she loves Hannibal Lecter. She loves Anthony Hopkins. So I asked him, I'm like, could you do a shout out for my mom? Like, could you just say a message for my mother? Because it would mean the world. And she, he's like, sure, what's her name? And um, I tell them, you know, it's Nancy. And he says, hello, Nancy, it's Anthony Hopkins. And I just want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and many happy returns and, and everything. And, and my mom actually had me rip that and burn it to a CD for her so she could play it whenever she <laughs> needed to hear Hannibal Lecter wish her a happy Thanksgiving. Um, but it's he was, he was amazing. And the other one that just really meant a lot to me and it was on the level of uh dr whoedom but it's not dr who was joe hodgson from mystery science theater 3000 and i got to talk to joe but the second time i interviewed him was actually for fangirl radio and it's uh, we have the episode up um and we started talking and he, I guess he thought we were going to try, he, I guess he's had interviews before where people were poking him for like personal information and stuff like that. It's like, no, I just want to know about what you're doing. You're Joel, you know, <laughs> I don't care where you live. I don't care whatever you car you drive. I want to know about you and what you're doing. And it ended up, we ended up talking about physics and the fact that he's, can you, can, I mean, there's a geek moment right there when you're talking to Joel Robinson about physics and the fact that he's working with a guy on a satellite dish that they're trying to make and he's actually helping this company do um, work where they the satellite like runs off of solar panels and this the, he starts going into detail and I'm just like oh my god I'm geeking out right now this is just the science nerd in me is freaking out and the MST fan is just completely on the floor crying at this moment and uh. Yeah, I mean, you can't really top talking to Joel Hodgson about physics and science. That's pretty awesome. And some words, if you are going to interview people, don't sob in front of them. Yeah, yeah no, don't do that. Don't that do makes that. it uncomfortable and weird. <laughs> and we like weird, but we don't like the uncomfortable part. So Jessica's a professional sobber, so <laughs> I, I managed to control it. I could, I managed to control it. The Peter Capaldi thing really took some really took yeah, some effort. Yeah, but we can't talk about that on this show. I know because it's Doctor Who, and I can't Damn, talk Jessica. about Doctor Who. The reason is because we have at least 
three shows that I've personally been on that are... Oh, we've got more. Yeah, but at least three that are just not even We Can Geek solid Doctor Who. So if you're a Whovian, check out our archives. But I think we're, we're out of time, Miss... I guess we are. It's almost time for us to go. I so. want to say thank you to all of you guys for coming because this has been a lot of fun. And also, we will be at UConn. If you guys don't know what UConn is, it is Eugene Comic Con, and we are going to be there in November. We'll have a booth, and I'm going to be modding panels. She's probably going to have a panel, which we aren't supposed to announce yet, but we kind of already did. Sarah. <laughs> fine people. They deserve it. Cool. So um, we want to thank you guys. Thank you, Barnes & Noble, for having oh, us again. Yay! And thank you for celebrating Fangirl.